Monet, I was just looking up the Anchor app. Have you heard about this? I've heard of it. Something to do with podcasts, right? Okay, so Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. And they have this like creation tool that lets you record a podcast and edit it right from your phone or your computer. Oh, that's right, because they can distribute your podcast for you, and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other podcast distribution places, right? Oh, and you will get the listeners, honey, and when you get the listeners, you make the coin thought mm-hmm. but here's the crazy thing. You actually don't have to have a minimum listenership to get money. You can still make coins. So it's essentially every single thing you need to make a podcast all in one place. Oh, you're just so tickled. You love the idea of making podcasts. I love you, Monet. I love you. Now listen, if you want to download the free Anchor app, you can also go to anchor.fm and get started. Hey guys, uh, sorry for the delay in episodes. We ran into a couple of technical snafus and some scheduling problems with DragCon and whatnot. Um, also, a bit of a disclaimer, this episode does have a few audio issues, but we figured you'd rather have content than uh, nothing, than a void. So without further ado, here is episode seven. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Money Exchange. And, and this, this is Sibling, Sibling Rivalry. Rivalry. This week, we interview Mayhem Miller and Dusty Ray Bottoms. We've discussed where 106 and Park was filmed. And we find out what made Mayhem say this. I've been to jail twice in drag, though. I beat everyone. All right, Monet. We are ba- we've been gone for a minute, but we're back. It's all your fault. How, explain to me how it's my fault, please. I'm, I'm all ears. It's your fault because I've been trying to get us together to do this for so long, but you've been so busy with your show. And I'm Man, like, you are so you're up to your elbows and bullshit. And if any of the fans believe the bullshit that Monet Exchange is peddling right now, I got some land I want to sell you in Florida. Can I just tell you, you are you are in full on Nene Leaks mode. Bullshit, Howard. you are going in. <laughs> Cause you full of shit. Now I see why Nene Leak. You are Star Jones. <laughs> no. I see why Nene Leak. No, I'm Kenya Moore. I'm Kenya Moore. This is this is Nene and Kenya season six, I think it was, or season seven. Now you were Star Jones act, trying to act dignified. I don't engage in behavior like that. <laughs> why can't we talk to each other like ladies? And Nene was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> But people are really loving uh, Sibling Rivalry podcast. I know. Can I just tell you, when I go out to cities and places and stuff, people are really like, oh my God, I love your podcast. It's like one of my favorite things to listen to. And like, it seems, it's like really, obviously, I love doing this because I love doing anything with you. But it's really cool to have people really receive it well. And people like really want to hear what you, what you and I have to say about stuff. Oh, they want to hear what, what I have to say. They want to listen to you scream about what your feelings I'm sure. Well, I, I, what I, I realized that people would like this podcast because all of our friends love listening to us argue with each other. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not us arguing with each other. It's me saying something and you weaseling your way semantically around everything I say. Money, that is not even remotely the case. All right, bitch, whatever. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, uh, today we have two amazing interviews, continuing our Pie Girl Pie series. Um, and we Which was my suggestion. Stepping- I'm kidding. It was your suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> we are stepping back in. Uh, first, we're going to be interviewing a New York City uh, nightlife queen who uh, 
Actually, I was one of her. I, she said I was one of her first drag shows that she saw in New York City, and then she also worked at Look Queen, which is where you and I both work together. And now she's currently the host of Look Queen. Yes, her name is Dusty Ray Bottoms. Can I just say, and I um, her fucking name. It's I thought her name was a play on Dirty Red Bottoms. Cause that's like something in the hood, like you know these, these bitches that go by red bottoms, but they, but they should be crusty and dirty. I thought her name was a play on that, but it's just a play on her actual born name, which is a guy. Yeah, her real name is her real name is Dustin Rayburn, and her drag name is Dusty Ray Bottoms. So in my phone, I have her saved as um, Dirty Red Bottoms. <laughs> I do. Also, total side note: Dusty and her boyfriend are cute. Oh, they're very cute. Trade, trade the house down. A little gay trade, but still trade. Oh, Bob, that's rude. Saying that they're that they're, that they're gay, but like you said it like it was a mean, like it was a bad thing. You're like they're gay. No, that, no, that was that was you. That's how you read that. That has nothing to do with me, Miss Thing. That is all you and your internalized uh, whatever <laughs> it is you got going on over there. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's uh, jump into that. So, uh, let's give her a call, okay? Yeah, I love her. <laughs> I'm keeping that cough in, Monet. That was Dusty, first of all. That wasn't even me. Was it really you, Dusty? Yeah, I just knocked everything over. <laughs> it, just sounded like, it just sounded like a really manly, gruff cough, so I assumed it was Monet. <laughs> It was me, you nasty witch. Was it really? I knew it was you. This is why I love Dusty, because Dusty doesn't treat me like this. Dusty is very nice and kind. Yeah. Well, then maybe you you and Dusty should have a a podcast called The Dusty Sponge. <laughs> Dusty's butt. I'm so into that. Oh my God, Dusty, fuck Bob, fuck the rivalry. You and I are gonna go on the road, girl. Let's do call it, girl. Call it, call it "Never Loved Your Sponge." Yeah, and then we'll end every we'll end every show with pound the alarm. Pound the alarm. <laughs> Dusty, you're so stupid. Can I just say, Dusty? Okay, do you, I don't know if you guys remember this or not. Uh, but one, we were in the basement of the monster, me and Dusty, and the song Pound the Alarm came on. Do, do you remember this, Dusty? I do remember. And then you said, ugh, I had to lip sync to this song. And without thinking, it just never occurred to me. I said, oh, my God, Monet lip sync to a uh, to a Nicki Minaj song, too. And I'm like, it, it, Two Minaj songs in one season. Yeah, and I then, looked at him and I was like, "Cool, Bob, cool." <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't even. <laughs> I never put one and two together. It was like two o'clock in the morning. We were in the basement at the Monster, and I yeah. was like, "That is so crazy that you guys both had this lip sync on two separate occasions to one artist on the same season. That is wild." You know, yep. that is just the type of insensitive asshole that Bob the Drag Queen is. I just want everyone to know. <laughs> Why you're trying to push this narrative that I am mean, nasty, and insensitive, but it's not working. <laughs> and no one believes me. Um, Dusty, I just want to say, I want to start off by saying that I was so proud of you. And I told I told Monet this. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of all of y'all. Um, especially you, Cracker, and Monet for, uh, I don't know, being on the show and, and fiercely representing yourself. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it was uh, yeah. it was quite the trip. Right, girl. <laughs> like it is like a, you. It is all fine and dandy to sit in a bar and at a viewing party. Um, and watch the show and critique it, and then also to like say if I was there, I would do this girl. But when you are there, when you are really going and doing the thing, girl, it is like a different it's so beast. Different. It's a and different it's beast. Crazy. It is the. It's, it's like one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And by the agree? time you get to that lip sync, your body is broken. You're exhausted. Girl. You, girl. You're you're digging deep to muster up anything to do on that stage. Hello. <laughs> and the thing and, is. It resets every time. Like, I don't know how I was during y'all season, but during my and I'm, I'm my contract's over far enough that I can talk about it now. During my season, we filmed every day except for Sunday. We only had one day off. It was Sunday. We filmed episodes Monday through Friday, and we did all of our interviews on one day on Saturday. Wow. So we never had days off, and we were in. Uh, we stayed in Burbank, California. Which wasn't very far from, which is maybe like maybe thirty minutes from the studio. From the studio, okay. um, and you never, so you never really get a chance to reset. Like you're never, it's never like, ooh, that was a lovely weekend. Now let's go back into the stressful thing called Drag Race. You know, right? Yeah, there was never a chance, and it was very like, you may have four hours of sleep tonight, but you can also take a wig home to style if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that used to gag me, you, but also you'd be you would feel happy and lucky to take home a wig. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> you are stressing out, and they're like, "All right, everyone can take one thing home." And I remember one time, like like Thorgy took home this mohawk that she styled, which she didn't even end up wearing, and she styled it, but she didn't wear it. And then like, um, oh, that was also the same season episode where Naomi. Finished her uh, her her scarecrow outfit in the hotel room. She did the whole thing with hot glue and safety pins. I mean, it is it, it is one of the fierce to me. It was like one of the fierce looks from your season. No shade. It was. It's, it was. It was cool. It, it was really great. It's sitting in my basement right now at my apartment. I know. I can't believe you just have it in your home. Anyway, so Dusty, so um, do you feel like is there anything? That from our season that uh, that you feel that you that you that you did that adequately represented you in the time that you were there. Uh, you know, I I think I had a, a short run, but I think my run was a very a, an effective one. Oh, totally. Um, I think that I uh, was very true to who I was. The most time I, I shined in the acting challenges, which is something that I pride myself on. Mm-hmm. And um, I only really had one runway look that I was embarrassed about, and that's my feather look. So other than that, like I, I treated everyone very kindly and with respect, and I, I I'm very proud of my run. I will say your uh, your your suit one, the the stripe one. I mean. Th- looking at it there, I was like, oh, that's cool. But, like, seeing it on TV, too, it's like, oh, my God. Because, like, like, you see you doing the runway walk and how you, like, really made that character character come through. It was, it, it was. It, I mean, it's, fuck, it was, it's, like, one of the best looks from our season. Thank you. I yeah, love it. Thank I, you, thank you. I loved your, your striped Beetlejuice jacket. And right? you did have a short, you did have a short run, but we can all agree on one thing, that your run lasted longer than you, Haas. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, you are so rude. You're terrible. Oh, he's the worst. Thank you, Dusty. Thank you, America. Terrible. <laughs> um, this, is, this is a fact. It did last Triggered. Um, also, so on Fashion Photo Review, they said that that look was inspired. Was it inspired by that doll thing? 
Yeah, it absolutely was inspired by a Jason Woodall. Word. Um, uh, I, a lot of my looks, uh, my finale gown that I'm working on right now is actually inspired off of a fashion Barbie doll. And uh, I just I I look through these uh, designer dolls and I see a lot of things that I've never seen on a runway before. So I'm like, why don't we take this and make it real life? Work, girl. Also, are you stunned at the fact that Anna Kendrick fully reposted you on Instagram? I can't believe it. It was so crazy. Wait, I missed this. What did she do? Uh, and my uh, my bathing suit for the last episode and uh-huh. Anna Kendrick has. So she posted a picture of her on her boat with me next to her. Work. Oh, top. I see yeah. that. Yeah. Work. And the photo now has three hundred and nine. The photo now has three hundred and ninety four thousand likes. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Come on, Anna Kendrick. That's um. That's uh. That's the girl from Full House, right? No. No, that's girl from Pitch Perfect. Oh yes, that's what I. All right, yes, that's what I meant. She's also from Cinderella. I love Anna Kendrick. She, she's the one from from um. She's from Cups. She's Cups, the Cups girl. Yeah, she's the Cups girl. I, tell I you love Anna Kendrick. Long way around that bitch. Yeah, that's um, her. Now, okay, now just, let's talk about like one of your most controversial moments was. So we get out there, we do episode one, the first one way, and Michelle Visage is like. Don't ever do your signature look again. <laughs> the look that it that you have made very popular, very well known. How did you feel? And I remember I was like, what the fuck? How are they gonna tell her not to do dots? Did you not see her casting tape? This is like her signature look. Yeah, it was the uh I mean, girl, you were there with me and you knew uh, right when after I got that critique, like I was kind of shook. Yeah. Um, I didn't know. Like I just I looked around the room and I saw that. I was kind of the oddball out with my makeup that everyone else was like serving lady and I yeah. was <laughs> serving uh, a weirdo. So I just, it really shook me. And uh, my, what I was planning on was I was banking on the next episode to be an acting challenge and uh, for me to nail that. And then I was going to do the runway, how I would want to do my makeup for the runway since I gave them three consecutive episodes of no dots. Yeah. I but mean, you did still get to do your um. You still did your little baby dots. You just did a bunch of little baby dots instead. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, I probably shouldn't do that again, and I should probably give. I just, I felt it just like really shook me, and I like, you know, going through the competition and just, I, I know that I was cast for a reason, and I need to stick to my guns while why I was cast. But like looking around the room and seeing everyone else, it just like really messes with your head in the competition. And so I just like, you know, tried to uh, do what everyone else was doing so I could get through a critique or give the judges what they wanted. Well, you know, um, Michelle Visage is legendary for giving people advice that gets them sent home. Right. <laughs> it, it did not get you sent home that time. It, it actually it, it voted well for you. Right. Wait, Bob, what are you talking about? Where, where, where is this proof? Well, Michelle Visage told. Um, Max Milanofi to stop wearing gray hair, and then Max Milanofi stopped wearing gray hair, and then Max Milanofi went home. Michelle Visage told Derek Barry to work on the eyebrows. Derek <laughs> Barry changed the eyebrows. Derek Barry got critiqued heavily for the eyebrows and went home. So you keep, there's a lot of stuff like that in the show. Right. <laughs> Very that. 
Very that. Oh my god. I lo- also I love your relationship with Monique because you are because you are a very uh uh very outspoken uh white wallflower from Kentucky and she is a very loud and brash uh, black bitch from Kansas City and I just love y'all's relationship. It cracks me I love her. It's the best. <laughs> just two southern women hanging out and they're all together, honey. Yep. <laughs> Now, oh, and talk about your your real controversial moment. Like the truly controversial moment was the argument um, with the Vixen and Aquaria. Oh, boy. <laughs> you were essentially Aquaria's undoing because you said, well, what's the difference between the Vixen making a snide comment and you making one? And Aquaria did not have an answer. And then, you know, to quote the book, things fall apart. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, well, the, the thing about that is so much happens off, uh, well, so much happens on camera, and there's only so much time for the show, and there's only so much they can show. You didn't, yeah. we didn't go on to see that Aquaria and I like talked about our past situations. We both got up, we hugged each other, we sorted it out, we made it all good. Um, but that's like all I can say for me and Aquaria. That's not what happened for her and Vixen and you're like all of that still kept going. But like I was pretty certain to like, well, whatever the problem is, Aquaria, this is why there's a reaction. This is my experience with you. So let's fix it and move forward from here. And I think uh, Aquaria was receptive to that. And, and that's what we did. And if you saw on uh, the fourth episode, and Untucked Aquaria was very consoling and pep talking me before I went out to do the lip sync. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that uh, that Aquaria has actually been really good about her social media response to this whole ish- issue. You know, she posted on her Twitter. She basically said, "If you're still trying to defend me against the vixen, I'm blocking you." And, and on Twitter, like I'm not here to defend that behavior. I was wrong, and I'm not about that life. That's I can't I can't remember the exact tweet, but that was essentially the 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 context. And I thought that was pretty uh, pretty smart of her. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very. She's yeah, great. agreed. Um, the other thing that I want to uh, ask you about, Miss Dusty Ray Bottoms, was your um, your the acting challenge. I watching it back. Obviously, we watched it when we were there, but watching it again on television, I thought that you, I thought that you were the best one from your team. Thank you. And they were, they, were, they were judging individually. You should have, in my opinion, I felt like you should have been at the top. Because your crazy psychopath lady was really fucking fierce. Thank you. Well, the thing that probably kept me from being in the top was my runway that night. It was kind of rough. Yeah, but some other ones were rough and they were up there too. I'm not going to say no names. Um, right. You know what oh, I mean? Uh, do, I, do I have to be the vixen? Call them out. <laughs> <laughs> say their names. Say their names. Um, too vague. Uh, <laughs> too vague. Right. No. Um, now, I have to ask you probably the most controversial question that we ask every single person who comes on our podcast. Oh, God. Which is. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated. But was the sponge dress ugly or was the sponge dress beautiful? I think it was ugly. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Dusty. (laughs) Dusty, I'm so mad at you. No, you come on, girl. You told me it was cute when we were there. Did I? 
Yes, you did, bitch. But Probably because you were storming at like her. minutes later, I changed my mind, I think. <laughs> you did say that. You were like, you were like, you were like, girl, that's cute. And like, and then 10 minutes later, I'm like over there in my corner working and, and, and Dusty goes, come on, girl, I changed my mind. That is, I was like, well, too late, bitch. I'm walking on the runway. <laughs> yeah, probably once you added the bubbles. Bob, first of like, again, let us all relive that damn white um, uh, lace fantasy you made for your little makeover. Let's not let's not even get into it. Oh, boy. I look great. I, and not to mention, on that, on that particular episode, I would like to remind you that I made two outfits, one for me and one for my person. Anyway, <laughs> so we are all... We are all uh, Look Queen alumni, a party that I started in um, at the Monster a few years ago. Monet, you know this fact. Do not even try to... Mon- oh, but also, Monet has this thing on the podcast where she likes to say things that she knows full on are not facts, but she acts like they are. Uh, <laughs> so just for the listeners to know, I started a party at the Monster called Look Queen. I started it with Vicky Villanez, Monet Exchange, uh, Miss Cracker, and who am I forgetting? I, yeah, it's Miss One Person. Was it? Was, was it really Tara? Yeah, Tara the time. Was, she was Tara at the time. Yeah, um, and and Tara listens to the podcast, and she's gonna be very upset that I almost forgot her, but I did remember. <laughs> um, and and then Today's Dusty. Her birthday. Is it's it really? Today, oh, yeah. Well, happy birthday, uh, Tara Hyman. Happy Terrence birthday, Tara Hyman. Terrence Hyman. Um, and then we we decided to do something called the Look Queen pageant, um, and Dusty Ray Bottoms is the very first winner. You can, in fact, I'm going to uh, put her um, her winning performance on my uh, Facebook page, and I'll tweet it out so you guys can see it. It's really, really amazing. And then also our second winner was Aquaria. The, a year later, it was Aquaria. Yep. There we go, Bob. Bob loves the. Here we go. Continue. Here we go. What? About all the drag race girls Aquaria, that were Aquaria one look queen Monet. I, I, well, I, I know this is that Monet loves to just scoff and insinuate anger at everything I say on the I podcast. <laughs> I mean, you've noticed this, right? You see the theme here, right? Well, I, I think it's like a common theme with Monet. I feel <laughs> it is. Like she's got Asia coming for her. Down. She's got Bob coming for her. Oh, she's girl, it's 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 a it's a real guy. But you know, people just do that when they're threatened. So keep on c- continue, Bob. <laughs> yes, yes, universe. I am threatened by Monet. Oh. The reason I, the reason I mentioned that Dusty Ray Bottoms and Aquaria both won Look Queen is because I am threatened by Monet. She, I know it doesn't make any sense. But I promise you, that's why I did it. <laughs> Anyways. Um, we also that, had Alexis Michelle, Aja. All uh, right. <clears throat> who else? Sasha. Sasha Valor. Yeah. Girl, every, everyone, with the exception of Yuha, who has come to Drag Race since season eight, has been through RuPaul's Drag Race. Every New York City girl. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and also, our, yeah. our third Miss Look Queen is Miss Sugarcane. And uh, she just stepped up to start hosting Look Queen. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So we can get her in for season 11. Oh, my God. That will be fierce. I hope Wouldn't she does get on. I, I like her. Again. I've, I've only worked with her, like, maybe once or twice. But she was, she was, very, she was very delightful. She's great. She makes all of her own costumes. The bitch is 40. She would Is she really? Yeah. She would slay all the young bitches. 
Is she really 40? Yeah, girl. Our cast was young. We had a, the oldest person was 34 in our cast. Which was ages what? old fucking ass. Yeah. Well, how old is Mayhem? Oh, no, Mayhem is older. Mayhem is a man like 35. Okay, 35. I think so. Yeah, Mayhem. I tell Monet that Mayhem is older than me. Monet, Monet is like, what? Mayhem's older than you? And I'm like, yes, there are people older than me, believe it or not. Well, well, to uh, to, to to quote a really funny comic, Mayhem is aging like fine wine, and you aging like cottage cheese, bitch. Monet, you cannot try to take my own jokes and use them against me. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So, Dusty, also, when we did Press Week, um, one of my favorite things was when we did the Vice thing and seeing you and Mark Okay, let me just say this. I um have I have had the pleasure of finding love in my life, but you have and uh with your lovely uh partner man Mark <laughs> and um watching y'all do that interview together was so fucking cute and gave me a lots of hope for my future. Oh work. He's great. I, I really I really lucked out with him and I was lucky enough that I met him right before I started drag. Work. Or maybe I, he wouldn't be here today because he told me he does not like drag queens when I first met him. But now he loves drag queens. How did y'all, how did y'all meet? What happened? How did y'all meet? Off the internet? Or in oh, real no, life? no. We worked across the street from each other. I was serving tables at Dos Caminos on Park Avenue, and he was across the street at the Hurricane Club, I think. And uh, we would have to take a break at the same time, and we would go down the street at this bar called Wally's, and we would... Wahoos? Wahoos. And we would always uh, just like get margaritas, and get drunk before we had to wait tables. And so I just like, <laughs> I know. And so I just left him my number one day and we uh, text for a couple days. Then like a month went by. And then I was helping Tara Hyman at Our Lady of Saliva uh, at the Ritz. And it was like <clears throat> three o'clock in the morning. I was covered in blood because she was like zombie Minnie Mouse and she ate me. Uh, and then I was standing outside. Mark was smoking a cigarette. And I was like, hey don't I know you? And he looked at me and he was so rude. He was like, no. I was like, I think I've seen you somewhere. He's like, well, I, I've worked in a club, so you've probably seen me around. I was like, no, I don't think so. And then I finally got it out of him. I was like, do you remember that guy uh, that gave you his number at a bar a couple months ago? He's like, yeah. I was like, that was me. And he was like, oh, really? And I was like, cool, bye. Because he was <laughs> And then we were supposed to have a date the next day and I stood him up. <laughs> Where were, were, y'all, and, were y'all going back to that bar or what? No, we we uh well uh, we were supposed to have a, a dinner date and I set him up and then we actually uh, rescheduled for the next day and we went out and then we spent like every day together since that since that day. Right, y'all are always why, together. Why did so- you stand? Why did you stand him up? Because he was a dick. He was a he, he was really rude when I was like, hey, I think I know you. And he was like, cool, sure you do. And like turned his back to me. He was like, he didn't want to give me any information. I was like, all right, bye. <laughs> that is so funny. Which is funny now because uh, if either you know Mark and uh, D- Dusty, Mark is always at Look Queen in the audience cheering on Dusty Ray Bottoms. Uh-huh. Filming videos for Dusty. I mean, the biggest. He's st- the- Mark. Mark. Mark oh. likes styles. Mark, Mark likes styles your hair. He does. He does hair now. He's he like he he's taken on everything. Wigs <laughs> by Mister Bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> and also to hear that he was cutting to you is so crazy because Mark is literally one of the nicest people I ever met in my life. Right. He's so sweet. He's, he's so such sweet. a little doll. All right. Smiling. He's, he's just so adorable. Got a really cute couple. They are. Thank you. Thank you. God damn it. In an odd way, you kind of look alike. 
No, they don't. That's just how people just think that about couples. When couples just are together for a long time, you just, they just they don't really start to look like your brain things. I don't think I look like. That's how I feel about like Tay Diggs and I did him in cell. They just kind of look alike. <laughs> <laughs> they do kind of look alike though. <laughs> um, also, can we talk about a, this? Is a nice little segue. One of the cutest things that I ever saw um, Mark do. It was truly, truly adorable. Was when. Um, uh, me and Mitch helped you uh, produce your your music video. Yes. And so, in order to let us hear the song because it had not been recorded yet, Mark sent us a recording of himself singing the song "Never Loved You." I still have it saved I on my phone. I love it. I think it's the cutest thing ever. It is so adorable. He's out of breath the whole time. <laughs> he did the whole thing in one take, and he's like holding a phone, and like I can feel like he's precariously balancing a speaker in the other hand yep. while, trying sing, while trying to sing the song into the phone, running out of breath. It's it's one of the cutest things, I and I was it. and I was like, wow, he really loves his man to to send this recording out into the universe because it was it was pretty bad. I'm, I need, I need to be a man like that, honey. <laughs> he's the best. He I like I. There's no complaints here. No, he's great. He's really, really the the bottoms family. The the bottoms is so. If you guys please, if you guys would please do yourself do yourself the honor and check out Never Loved You on YouTube. That's N E V A. You had to spell it weird. L A V D Y A. Right. Y A H. Y-A-H. Yeah, literally, you have to be a dumb bitch from Kentucky. That's how we spelled it. (laughs) Never loved ya. Um, (laughs) Dusty, I'm just so so proud of you. You really did a good job. You fucked it up. You tore it down. You beat it up. You really just did a good job in this season. Thank you so much. And on top of that, you really, I believe, you did one of the hardest things to do on reality TV, which is... To stay within your moral compass and be a good person. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Adore you. Because that's not easy. We'll see if we'll see if Monet can maintain that for a couple more episodes. Well, bitch, you sure did it. So I gotta keep keep with the family name somehow. I (laughs) did, honey. I I maintain my integrity. I did the damn thing. Uh, you see how Monet always comes to me. Uh, you tried to, you tried to physically assault Derek Barry on TV. You were rude to Lucian <laughs> Piano. Not tried to physically assault. Okay, you physically assaulted everyone's eyes with an ugly fucking sponge dress. That's the real. Assault. Oh no. <laughs> we need Mitch. We need to keep a, a counter of uh, who loves the sponge dress. I think so far the only person who liked it was. Was no Yuha said, well, no, Yuha didn't even like Yuha was like, well, I'm not saying that it was Monet's fault, but maybe the amount of time she had. <laughs> it was, I think Calorie's the only one who liked the sponge dress. <laughs> well, no, it was Mateo. Mateo liked it. That's what it was. Mateo liked the sponge dress. I was to say, Calorie um, on TV said that, it, that she should try to come for me, girl. The sponge dress is, is the true uh, controversial queen of the season. <laughs> <laughs> the sponge dress is going to be on All Stars Four. <laughs> oh my God! If it makes it, we're done. We're done. <laughs> the sponge, per, sponge dress versus Ornacea versus the purse. Who's going to win, girl? I'll grow the sponge. <laughs> also, by the way, just just so you guys know, yesterday I had to go. Uh, I I literally I, I ran out of sponges, and I and I was in my apartment, and I was like, 
God damn it, I need sponges. Like, I have to go to the store <laughs> just to buy sponges. So that was kind of em- embarrassing for me to admit that out loud. But then I had to run to rehearsal. And also, I didn't want to be seen in public buying sponges. So I had my boyfriend. <laughs> Why? That's so weird. Got, I had to have my boyfriend buy them for me so I couldn't be seen uh, supporting Monet in public. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, are you Monet Exchange? <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you a quick story that used to tickle me one time? Okay, so Monet Exchange is bald, Monet Exchange is black, and Monet used to work at the Monster. Now, one time, we, we and Monet were getting out of her car, and Monet's legal name is Kevin, right? Yes. So one day we we got out of the, Monet's car and we were just walking in. Monet wasn't wearing her wig, or maybe she wasn't wearing a wig that night. And then this guy just says, Kevin. And then Monet <laughs> turned around and was like, Do you remember this, Monet? Yeah, I remember this. You you turned around to you, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, Did I just call you Kevin? And he goes, Are you Kevin? And Monet was like, Yeah, I'm Kevin. And the guy was like, I have not seen you in probably 20 years. What are you doing? <laughs> I was like, Monet, he, he goes, you still work at the Monster? And I said, Monet, he thinks you're, he thinks you're Kevin Aviance. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> so instead of just being like, no, I, and I told her that instead of being like, no, I'm sorry, I'm not Kevin Aviance, Monet said, yeah, girl, I'm still here. <laughs> It's classic Monday. Doesn't want to let anybody down. (laughs) So she she assumed the character of Kevin Aviance just so this guy wouldn't feel stupid. That is the the good person Monet is. Yeah, girl, I'm still here, still kicking, girl. (laughs) And then she limped into the monster. Funny. Oh my God, Jesse, uh, well, we love you so much, girl. Thank you. I love you all. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, th- yeah thank you for joining us on Sibling Robbery. Please check out Dusty Rebottom's video, Never Loved You, on YouTube. So good. On Instagram, on Twitter, on DM Snapchat. No, I don't have Snapchat. Snapchat is dead, Bob. No one uses that. I'm asking. If, if she didn't have you, don't want to insult her. I don't use Snapchat, but I don't know what Dusty's life is about. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's a Snapchat girl. I have no clue. All right, Dusty, thank you for joining us. And um, we'll see you all next time here on Sibling Rivalry. Bye. Thank you. Love, I love you. Welcome to the Dusty Ray Bottom Show. If you got a problem with it, you can email my producers. Ooh. You're talking shit again, I see. Online. To- All right, that was our interview with Miss Dusty Ray Bottom. Uh, I just love Dusty. No, she's sickening. She's epic. I'm very proud of her, and I love her uh, song. Oh, I know, right? Never loved you. It's giving me some real Blink-182 moments. Oh, it is, girl. This takes me back to the summer of 2002 when I had just discovered MTV Hits on channel 188 on Time Warner Cable and um, Blink-182. You were probably a banjo kid standing outside of uh, Times Square waving a big banner that says Justin Timberlake noticed me. No, that was, no, no. Are you, were you up at 106 in Park? <laughs> 
Which is a gag. Did you know? Did you know that? So like, what's that? Oh my god! White people probably really don't even know what that is. You're so right. Wait, was it actually at 106 in Park? No, it was not an actual 106 in Park, girl. Is, is, is this your first time doing television? But I, well, I mean, time, well, TRL was actually in Times Square. Okay, but the show was yeah. not Times Square. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, it was, but it was set in Times Square. You could look out the window. So I thought they were actually at 106th Street and Park Avenue. Also, and if, if, they, if they really were filming up there, girl, that was like back before white folk live up there. It was not a very pretty neighborhood to be filming up at. For those of you who don't know, 106 in Park is Spanish Harlem. It is. For those of you who do not know, Spanish Harlem is right above the Upper East Side on the east side of the park. I used to get I used to get a lot of tra- I used to get a lot of trade up in um, the um, Spanish Harlem back in the day on 102nd the- and 3rd. Money, what were you doing up in Spanish Harlem if you're from Brooklyn? Because I went to choir rehearsal on in Harlem on 135th and Lexington and um, and Lenox. During school? Yeah, that's where we had our vocal department. Oh my God! Well, you're in high school. Yes, Bob. Wait, wait! Your high school like not on one big campus? No, we would do like math and science and shit down on 48th Street between 8th and 9th, and then at one o'clock we would get on the bus and go do um, choir and music up on um, on 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 the, on the thing. That is very New York City. Take the J train to trigonometry and then get on the Q and go do reading and then get on the E train and go do your physical education classes. Bitch, we were in one school. We had we did, you didn't go any there were no trains, no buses. It was just Mara High School. What was the name of your high school? Mara, like tomorrow, but Mara. There there's a school in New York called Edward what was the name after Edward R. Murrow? No, it was, I don't know who the fuck is name. It was, no, it's Morrow, M-O-R-R-O-W, Morrow. It just, it just named it, named it after some dude that worked at the Waffle House. Well, I don't know why it was. Well, it was in Mar- it was in Morrow. It was in Morrow. That's oh, the town. Oh, Morrow, the town. Okay, well, who is the town named after? I don't know, girl. <laughs> I don't know. Brooklyn, Br- Brooklyn, Brooklyn is named after. Um, he was a he was a Spanish not a Spanish. He was a something. He was like um, he was a conquistador. What's that queen name? Brooklyn. I know Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn's down in Nashville. I love Brooklyn. He's so hot. Um, Can I just say, speaking yeah, of Brooklyn, that is that was a bonding point for me and Mayhem. So, obviously, I was a big Mayhem fan before the show started. I follow her on all the shit. And then um, Brooklyn Heights and I were following each other. And then Mayhem commented on a picture of him. I think it was him, like, scantily clad. There was a booty cheek out. There was, like, a, a left testicle hanging somewhere. And I commented, like, of course, heart, eyes, smiley face emoji. Like, oh, my God, obsessed, love you. And then Mayhem commented... Like, she replied to my comments. She's like, that's my man, bitch. Back up. I was like, no, he's not. That's my man, bitch. And that's how Mayhem and I bonded before Drag Race. Speaking of Mayhem, uh, we have another interview uh, with uh, the one only, the L.A. party legend. She is the party girl. She is here to turn the party. The party doesn't start until Mayhem walks to the door. Look who, do you, can, can you finish her entrance? Do you remember her entrance line? She said, uh, the, the party, I'm, I'm, I'm here to crash the party. What was it? Wow, wow. Look at you doing your research about our fucking guests. Monet, this, shut up, Monet. Shut your entire mouth. You're, so you're a mess. You're, always you're, your you're a mess, baby. It is. So I guess, I mean, look who just decided, look who decided to crash this party. By the way, speaking 
speaking of a mess, Monet, because I'm not gonna, I'm about to put since you trying to put since you trying to shame me and put my tea out there. <laughs> you guys remember we we film our episodes and, like we record them all around. They're not always in the same order. We just did the interview with Aja and Monet did not even listen to Aja's music. Yes, I did. You are so Monet, full of shit. I knew and I knew you hadn't listened to the music. You were like, no, I'm fully aware. I know everything. I know all the stuff. <laughs> See, and you're laughing because you're lying. I'm you laughing. I'm laughing because you are so full of shit. Just because I got you, you trying to make up some thing to get me. I just, I, first of all, I was, I, you and I, I think I was on the phone with you when I listened when I watched Brujeria. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the music video I, it has it has Barbie's addiction in it. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you watch one video so now you know the whole thing right anyway listen um, did you even know that you didn't even know what's the name of, what's the name of Aja's EP um it is feeling myself or I love myself <laughs> no see <laughs> it's called in my feelings see <laughs> way to actually do your homework on your guests very professional oh my god I oh just to, just to get you I am going to first of all I have the fucking thing pre-ordered I am going to um, screenshot and post on my Twitter when I per- when I hopefully it shows when you pre-ordered wow Monet you really did your research on your guests you don't know every <laughs> single thing about your guests you should really be ashamed. Um, yeah, you don't like it when somebody do it to you. Anyway, <laughs> this podcast is so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's always you. You are just you are the literal worst. Oh my god! But I literally just did the same thing you did to me, but I did it back to you. Well, you know what? Two wrongs, two wrongs don't make a right, bitch. But three lusts make a right. <laughs> Wait, is that right? Well, Wait, left, then you left. left. So you get back to where you were. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we need to. Uh, we need to call. We need to call the Okay, yeah, let's call. Let's, let's call the hair. Call her. Let's call her. Ma'am, are you in the, are you are you in a storage unit? <laughs> no, I'm in my garage. Oh, come on, garage. Yeah, I was that's that, uh, that's that, trying to organize that's that, drag right now. That's that California life, honey. Garage, car, house. <laughs> <laughs> all the just, work. just rich and lovely, honey. Uh, Monet does have a car, uh, which is also her bedroom and her kitchen. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, life right there. How have you been, girl? I've been good. Is life being very nice to you? Life is good. Life is good. I'm not mad. Um, yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, we have the lovely, the illustrious, the legend, Mayhem Miller in the motherfucking <laughs> house. It's me. Now, I work with Mayhem, I work with Mayhem on uh, Cherry Pop uh, before my season premiered. And before uh, she was even on the race. Yep. I watched Cherry Pop. Cherry Pop is a very good movie. Mayhem. Mayhem and Detox's uh, little uh, uh, a scene together cracked me all the way up. Because Mayhem is giving you, like, angry black bitch. And Detox is giving you hood white bitch. And it, it, was, it, was, it was very good. Also, no one knows. That movie, 
Ahab never knew any of her lines. <laughs> her script was right under, like, we had this little work session. So every, so everyone else, like, would know their lines, except Mayhem and Detox, who were constantly, like, reading, like, jamming the lines in seconds before the take. They were like, all right, we're going for a take. And then Mayhem was the first about lines, like, the worst. <laughs> Well, the thing was, the thing was, Assad was like, I just want you guys to have fun, just so improv it. And so I was like, okay, so that means I don't have to learn my lines. <laughs> and we were drunk all the time. So. <laughs> also, because the real gag was mayhem. And t- I, I was in LA, but I didn't. I don't. I don't have any gigs or anything in LA, especially at the time. So I was just there. The only thing I was doing was uh, cherry pop. Meanwhile, Mayhem and Detox were sometime coming straight from the gig Worse. to the cherry pop. And they would be like, the after hours, and then straight to the and I'd be like, this makeup, I think y'all been living in this makeup for a hot little second. <laughs> Bob, Bob would get on set and be like, wait, did y'all, leave? Did y'all even leave? Did you come straight here from the gig? We'd be like, Oh yeah, girl. We've been. Girl, we were the best. Cause we had some early ass hours, early fucking hours, girl. We were like, we were like a side girl, drag queens. Do not live this lifestyle. We are not early morning girls. We are not about that early morning business. I mean, right. I would have to drive from West Hollywood to the Valley to go pick up Detox, and then drive downtown to go to the set at like six in the morning. And we had just got home at three o'clock in the morning, you know, from the gig. So it was like, uh, work. Oh, it no. was a lot. Cherry Pop was a low budget film, not like super low budget, but I mean, for Hollywood standards, it was pretty low budget. So we were shooting in like a way, like in this, like this warehouse turned film studio. It yeah. actually looked pretty nice. But it was like way the fuck out there. We were not in Studio City. We were not on the on the Warner Brothers lots, bitch. We were downtown in a warehouse. And every like maybe like every ten minutes or so, a train would drive by faithfully. Either would, the trains or trains or the helicopters. Yeah, I'm looking for looking for escaped convicts in fucking Los Angeles, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Because we were over uh, there by the fucking prison. <laughs> well, yeah, jail, the, the prison. Jail. <laughs> the jail girl. They, we were looking for trade the whole time, looking for some prison trade. I'm about to say, that sounds, that sounds like right up me and Mayhem's alley girl to get us <laughs> prison trade girl. Yes, ma'am. We had so much trade on set, though. Them oh, guys were. Girl, Cody, Cody, the doctor. Oh, fuck, bitch. I know. I keep on getting to talk about the girls that Cody was... Okay, so, Bob, so I don't know about how it was your season, but we had a medic on set. I mean, your season was really low budget, but our season was, like, legit. So, like, our season, we had um, we had a medic on set, and he is just, like, beautiful, like... This is not an exaggeration. Like, six foot five, slash maybe six foot six, built, ripped, beautiful oh, yeah. white dude, like, who would be our doctor. So, Blair Sinclair and all her little... Um, innocent ass talking about every day she would have some type of issue. Oh, my ear hurts. Every oh, day. my big toenail hurts. And she would have to go to the medic every morning. Every well, we day. Had, we had a medic on set, but it wasn't like a, I don't think it wasn't a doctor. It was just like someone there to make sure we weren't hurt. And he only stepped in on the day that we went roller skating to make sure I fell once. Then Nature fell during the thing. 
and I think Kim was always falling, um, but it wasn't anyone super hot and sexy. And while Monet's calling my season crunchy, I do want to remind you that my season did win an Emmy. Why you squawking? Well, you first squawking? of all, our season, like, first of all, our season's not even done yet, and we're already nominated for like five. my season was the. That's not you. Can, you're not already nominated for Emmy. They haven't even released Emmy nominations. They have They literally. <laughs> have and my season was the first season of Drag Race to ever win an Emmy. Why you squawking and why you talking? I think Drag Race will win an Emmy for sure. Oh, bitch, we're gonna win! A, we're gonna win a fucking EGOT. We're gonna have EGOT this season, honey. Emmys, Grammys, Oscars, and Tonys, and these bitches are dramatic as fuck. With all, with all that crying I did this season, we gonna get something. <laughs> Oh, you know, man, let me tell you so what really cracked me up, and Monet will, will deny it to the end of the world. Monet made fun of me for crying on RuPaul's Drag Race, and then she saw someone else crying. She could be like, why do people cry on TV? I think you look silly. I would never cry if I was on TV, and I'll never forget that day. And I said, you know what, Monet? One day you might be on TV, and I bet you will cry. And Monet was like, not me. I wouldn't cry. Anyway, roll that motherfucking beautiful bean footage, bitch, because Monet's ass was quivering and her bottom lip was twerking and she was crying and shit. She was like, I was not crying. I was not crying. And I'm like, well, the storyline is different. I will say this. Like, I don't remember Mayhem crying that much, but, like, watching the back, I was like, Mayhem did cry a lot. I don't, I, I, I don't remember you crying that much, though. No, I didn't cry that much. I cried, like, first episode. Uh-huh. On the runway, I do remember crying that time. And then everything and untuck. was like in confessional. I mean, you know, you cried in Untucked and you were like, it just seems like you were really hard to be here and I'm finally here. <laughs> also, when Bam cries, you sound like a woman. Like, first of all, you sound like a woman anyway. But when, when Mayhem cries, she is a woman. She's like, is that, really like, like, is that an actual... I cry in character. I Mayhem, so I'm a woman. So I have to cry in character as well. <laughs> if I closed my eyes and heard you crying, I'd be like, that must be Aquaria. <laughs> it is like the cry of a tiny white woman. <laughs> I wasn't this my bro- Even my brother was like, he's like, what the fuck? You don't sound like that. I'm like, eh, well, you put a wig on and it changes everything. I was yeah. also mayhem as a boy. Like, so, Bob, you know this. Like, you wake up in the morning at these early-ass call times. It's like 7 o'clock in the morning. You're, like, rolling into the van. And while the rest of us, especially me, girl, I literally have a onesie on, still eyeliner on for the night before. Mayhem is prim, fresh cut, Bermuda shorts, like, but like every morning dressed to the nines. I'm like, how is this bitch dressed like this every day? It would gag us all every morning. Mayhem was like, like pristine every fucking morning. It was a gag. You know who was the real opposite? I don't know what the fuck that Vixen was doing. Vixen would just roll out of bed and walk onto the set, girl. Didn't comb her hair. <laughs> Is this is this is, is this how you dress on the Daily Ma'am or is this just a drag racing? Were you just were you just putting off on the cameras, bitch? No, that's how I dress every day. Work. It was very impressive. That's how I dress every day. Like normally, like if it's just an easy day, like I'm in my gym shorts and in a tank top. But other than that, yeah, she's she's always in little shorts and little better nuts and. Oh, girl, it is so grown and sexy. I was like, oh, my goodness, man, you lucky. We on set, girl. I'll have to try to get your number in the club. <laughs> the thing is, I would let you get it. <laughs> <laughs>
the girls will always look at me and be like, damn, you like every morning I would be dressed up, but like Blair would be like, I like chocolate. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she would be and she was in the room next door to me, so I would like tap on the wall. <laughs> like, That's why uh, Blair went to prison because she liked chocolate. <laughs> 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 a whole new level. I love that Blair St. Clair is the jailbird of season 10. Like, that is, of all the folks you think it would be, you think it'd be someone like Cameron covered in tattoos or Vixen starting fight. No, it is. Blair, Blair, I do declare. I'm surprised because I've been to jail like twice and I was sure enough my mugshot was going to show up at least. Oh, and really? I, I didn't know that about you. Yes. <laughs> this, this is some real. This is some real stereotypical shit because all three of us have been arrested on this podcast. It's true. We sure we sure have. Bob, stop, stop talking about business, bitch. I've been to jail twice in drag, though. I beat everyone in drag. <laughs> Word. Word. By I cannot. Fa- okay. Girl, in drag, like in full geese, like heels and everything. Yeah. Oh my. Morgan, the last time I went to jail, Morgan had to come pick me up the next day, and she had to bring me like makeup wipes and like some boy clothes because she was like, "There's no way you can walk into your house <laughs> with your parents sitting there and you're in full high horse drag." I was like, <laughs> "Oh my." Work and also you're in like you're in like a jail cell, so you don't even have like napkins to like block yourself. So you're probably like oily as hell by that point. Bad lashes. Were, they made me take off my lashes. They made me take ah! off my nails. Um, the wig had to go. It, girl, it was a mess. I looked like a hot okay. mess in front you of like some, uh, you were doing some New York City drag circa 2006. <laughs> it was bad because I went in there. I was like. I was like, ooh, I look good. Watch, I'm going to get some some gel trained up in here. Because they were like, we're going to pick you in the drunk tank with everyone else. I was like, yeah, do it. Let's do it. <laughs> they were like, all right, take off those lashes, sir, and those fingernails. Give us that wig. And uh, take off the bra. I was like, Word. That is I was so like, no. <laughs> they have. I cannot even have that. Oh, my God. Um, I have a question. How did it feel to win, like, you know, starting season 10, which is obviously a very big season for Dragons, how did it feel to win, like, the first challenge, like, out the gate? Like, that, I mean, that is an honor. It, it, like, seriously, it, it seriously, the whole winning first challenge, I was like, all right, I can go home. I was yeah. like, I'm good. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. I, I, I solidified my, my mark on Drag Race. I made it here finally after 10 seasons, and I won the yeah. first challenge. Bye. And, and you were known to a lot of Drag Race fans, too, because you're, fans, you're friends with a lot of girls who've been on RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of them. <laughs> Queens who are known for being friends with a lot of girls who are on Drag Race are probably you and probably the other is Vicky Vox, who's also a friend of a lot of girls who have been on RuPaul's Drag Race. And also, I mean, when was the last time they had an L.A. girl on the show that wasn't on All-Stars? Uh, Naomi. Naomi is not from L.A. Naomi makes it very clear. Naomi's always, and if you tell her she's from L.A., she always goes, I am not from L.A. She's from Redlands. <laughs> okay, uh, Valentina. Valentina, you're right. Valentina, I guess Valentina's oh, yeah, last Valentina's one. Valentina's L.A. 
Yeah. She's an LA yeah. native. <laughs> you LA native? Where are you from? I I'm from Riverside, which is an hour outside of LA. But I was born and raised in LA. Work. Work. Yeah. Now. I- I do. I do have a very controversial question to ask you. We ask every guest of our podcast. Oh God! Wait, honestly, was the sponge dress ugly or was it fierce? Okay, I'm gonna be honest because I told I told her this. I loved the dress. I liked it. I liked it, and I saw all the work she put into it, and I was like, "Oh, I see what she's doing. That's cute." I was. I I felt it. I did. Thank you, bitch. Bob is just a fucking hater, and he. I, I remember after, after the after the after the episode, Bob calls it. He goes, Monet, what the fuck were you wearing? I was like, first of all, also by the way, I'm not alone, and you, I'm not like some lone solo person hating that sponge dress. Um, I I still have my little sponge too. Yes. <laughs> I saved everything from set. I saved everything. I was like, I, I'm so proud that it took me forever to get here. I'm keeping every fucking little thing I can steal. I was just grabbing shit. <laughs> same, same, girl. I, girl, my my house is riddled with shit from Drag Race. When Thorgy left, she took an entire. When Thorgy left, she took an entire bolt of fabric. An entire. She went over to the wall, took an entire bolt of fabric off the wall. Rolled it up and stuffed it in her suitcase. Is there, um, is there, is there anything that you regret from the season? Um, no, actually, I, I, I have fun. As yeah. stressful as it was, I had a good time. Um, I was happy with the way I played the game. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't regret anything. Yeah. Mm. I, I was, I was trying to tell. Well, I'm not. Who is it? Me and Aquarius we were together recently. And we were talking about, no, it was me and Eureka. And we were talking about, so one day, I forgot what episode it was after. We all went back to um, to the workroom after the elimination. So I, th- I want to say it was after four, after episode four, Last Ball on Earth. And Mayhem, there was this little note on Mayhem Station. And Mayhem, <laughs> Mayhem thought that he was trying to get her cast like a spell on her. I was like, I was and like I was obviously I'm like I Mayhem is like one of my also, also I want to say this I've like stand Mayhem Miller for years like I follow her on Instagram I follow her on Twitter I was like I tried to add on Facebook she like declined my request like eight times I was like a Mayhem I did not you're a liar mouth I sure did girl and then oh so so so, we, so anyway so we get back to the workroom like cleaning up like cameras are off and everything and Mayhem goes girl you see this and what did the note say Mayhem. Okay, so see, I I'm really upset about this because <laughs> because it didn't make camera, it didn't air, it didn't make the show, and I was hoping that it would because it was so shady and it was so dramatic, and I was like, okay, what the fuck is going on? What was we it? Got back, we got back to the run from the runway, and I was at my station cleaning up, and I see this note, <laughs> and it's right on top of my brushes, and it's like. It was like, boo-hoo, bitch, you're next to go. And I was like, <laughs> what? Oh, yes. And so it flipped me because I was like, wait, what? And so I'm looking around the workroom and I'm like, I don't think anyone would write this to me. I'm like, what the fuck? I thought I was cool with everyone. So I was like, I'm just going to call some girls one by one over to look at it. 
So, so I like I called Eureka over, and she kind of acts funny about it. She was like, "Oh my god, girl!" And I'm like, <laughs> and so I'm like, so then I called Vixen over, and I'm like, "Vixen, look at this!" And she, she's like, "What the fuck is that?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And so that, like one by one, I would just like ask girls to come over. I'm like, "Hey, can you come over really quick?" And then it was just weird. I was just like, it just felt like a setup, and someone was trying to fucking get me. Oh, girl, the, the whole next day, it was like I was trying to figure out who left this note on Mayhem Station, and like this, like shady. And you never, and you never got to the bottom of it. No, you know some bitch is lying they ass off. Some bitch is lying. You know and some bitch. Or who went home before? Can you imagine Dusty did it? Because Dusty was the only one who went home. <laughs> I before. could not imagine Dusty. Dusty oh, wouldn't do that. Trying to figure out who wrote "Boo Hoo Bitch" next to go. This feels like when they're trying to figure out who bit Beyonce on the cheek at the uh, <laughs> at the party. Well, like well, by approximation, <laughs> no one couldn't have been this person because they went in there and so and so. It could have been Dusty, bitch. What, what, wait, what, what is your theory that it was Dusty? How did, what, did Dusty come back? Or do you think Dusty wrote it on her way out the door? Right, that's what I'm thinking. I think Dusty did it. Why would Dusty oh. write boo-hoo, bitch, to man? Why do people do weird fucking shit? You don't know. Well, we know you didn't do it. Because I didn't do it. I told you I was mayhem. I was, I was mayhem. May I was I was at mayhem stand when when mayhem walked in the room. You can see me. I literally fangirl. I was like, that's mayhem Miller. Like, uh, may, uh, well, maybe maybe you're intimidated by mayhem because you were very impressed by her. You follow her on Instagram. So you said I can't throw this bitch up her game. So you wrote a little note that boo hoo bitch, you're next to go. You try to bring her down low because you felt like she was too unbeatable. That sounds more likely than Dusty just did some weird shit. Or maybe you fucking did it, you shady ass bitch. Maybe I did. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm a producer on RuPaul's Drag Race season ten. No, but it, Girl, it was really the it was the gag and mystery of everything. I was like, wait a minute, who would do this shit? Yeah. It, it, but I would have been comparing. I would have been comparing handwriting. I'd be like, you write it down. Now you write it down. Let me see how you write your e. <laughs> Everybody write down a capital B right now. I want to compare. I'll be doing forensics. I think at that point when I did see it, I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I am over it. I was so done. Yeah. I was so done. I was pissed off. I was like, you know what? I don't even want to deal with this shit. Well, I have a question for Monet. This is, I was so mad at Monet when I was watching the, the lip sync back. Monet, why did you try to take off those chaps? Knowing you couldn't get them over your feet. Monet was trying to take her pants off. They were Monet was dragging these chaps around the stage. Okay, because I think what we all of us have had to listen for our lives before, and we all know that when you're in that situation, you feel desperate. Like you don't like you are just trying to do whatever you can to stay, girl. <laughs> bitch, bitch, why did you take that piece of cardboard out and lose and break your earring? Looking crazy. No, but the difference is you were dragging around these. You were dragging around the chaps of your pants one day, stepping on them, just climbing over the chaps, not being able to figure it out. Whereas I That's for a girl. You're trying to stand it. Let's do it right now. When RuPaul says the time has come to lip sync for your life, that shit feels scary. It doesn't feel funny. It doesn't feel like a joke. It's not a kiki. It is scary shit. It's so, it is, I think it's the most terrifying thing that I've ever felt in my life. Like, I felt like 
I left my body for a while. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's just weird because you're like, wait, this is not happening. Are you fucking kidding me? We have also all one ellipsis too. We've also had RuPaul say Shantae you stay. And that okay, I'll let's go around and say how I feel. How did you feel, Monet, when you when you heard Shantae you stay after being in the bottom? I mean you feel good, but you definitely feel like your like your not integrity, but your status in the competition is like like you're like the lowest of the low. You feel knocked down a peg, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I would I would you, totally agree with that. Because even though what? you even though you win your, your lip sync, it's still like Fuck. <laughs> right. When I was lip-syncing, first of all, when I was lip-syncing against Derek Barry, this is going to sound shady, but it's true. When I was lip-syncing against Derek Barry, girl, and they were like, there was, first of all, as soon as they were like, well, you're lip-syncing against Derek, and I knew the song, I was like, there's no way Derek's going to beat me. Not in a million years is Derek sending me home on a fucking disco Sylvester song. So I would just sit there, I'm I'm, like, I'm safe. They can go to the back, but it's even though, even though I wasn't nervous, I was gonna get sent home. I was still scared because it's just fucking scary. It is. It's very. It's, it's, it's very scary. Yeah, right, we got We have been talking for uh, twenty six minutes already. This is gonna be a long ass podcast. <laughs> That's because both love may have. Oh, last thing I want to say: when Bob came back from filming the movie, he was like Monet. Well, he was telling me all the girls in the movie. I was like, Oh, Mayhem Miller. I was like, I love her. And then um, he was saying, and then I was like, and he's like, yeah, she's like, she's like really cool. She's really dope. And I was like, oh, I love Mayhem Miller. He's like, I think that he said these words. He's like, I think you and Mayhem Miller would, would, would get along really well. Oh, completely. Like, I, I tell everyone, I'm like, from day one, I loved you and I loved I love Vixen. And everyone's always like, what? Why? Why? She's such a bitch. She's, you know, and I'm like, because the one thing I did appreciate about Vixen was you knew exactly who she was. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. You knew exactly. Who it, was. It, it was not a character. It wasn't fake. It wasn't phony. It was, uh-huh. this bitch is going to tell you exactly what she feels. And it's, you uh-huh. don't have to rethink it. Like, I knew if she went in those confessions, I knew exactly what she probably would say. That's. <laughs> Very true. Some of these other bitches, you have no idea. They smile at your face, honey. Then I see confessionals. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'll take, I'll take straight up what shocked me on my season of Drag Race. I was sitting there and they would be like, Bob, who's your best friend here? And I was like, you know what? Thorgie. Thorgie's my best friend here. She's one of my oldest drag friends. I've known her for so long. And they were like, Thorgie, how do you feel about drag? Fuck that bitch. I hate dra- Bob the drag queen. Bob is annoying. And I was in the being like, I love Thorgie. Thorgie's just amazing. What would I do if Thorgie wasn't here? And that bitch was trashing me the whole time. I was like, this is some bullshit. They were all calling me annoying behind my back. I was like, work. Work, work, work. To be fair, it's though, crazy. to be fair, they weren't lying. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> when did your comedy tour start, Monet? <laughs> when is your, when is your well, special? I just, um, I just did a tour. I, I started a tour today. I took a tour around an um, and apartment building in Harlem I'm looking to buy. <laughs> work. There's a great video online of Monet trying to give a tour. Uh, of an apartment in the Bronx, and she almost gets her ass arrested because she's sneaking into somebody's house. Have you seen this video, Mayhem? No. Mo- you see that when we walked into someone's oh. house? Yes, honey. I'm starting a whole new series called Exchange Realty, where I just go to go up to houses and try to get in. 
<laughs> I love it. Mayhem Miller, we, I mean, both of us love you a lot. You are just a very delightful person. You're very funny. And you, we had a lot of kikis on set. You are my sister. And I just, I really, I do love you a lot. I love you both so, so much. Thank you for uh, having me. I could not, like I said, I told you the other day, I could not imagine anyone else sending me home. You fucking are an amazing queen, and I adore you, and you're so talented and such a genuine person. So I'm happy that we got to meet, and can't wait for our friendship to blossom. Yes, my <laughs> Our friendship, not yours and hers, me and her. Me and my mother. <laughs> Me and Ma'am already had a friendship before either one of us even aired on television, darling. When we were movie stars. <laughs> yes, man. We are old we are old colleagues, me and Ma'am. <laughs> Maya Monalega, Mayhem Miller. Right? <laughs> uh, I think it's in drag, you look like a Monala Negra, and out of drag, you look like Octavia Spencer. <laughs> I do. I, I listen. I stand for her before the show. I'm gonna c- continue standing. I love her. You know, she's she's my flair on Reddit. <laughs> she is. That is a fact. Mayhem Mill is my fl- is my is my flair. <laughs> it's so funny. You are so silly. Yeah. Imagine at your own flair. That's so ridiculous. Because <laughs> I love Mayhem. No, she's sickening. She really is one of the prettiest queens out there. She's fucking. Dropped in gorgeous. Yeah. I would say honestly, if, and like if I was the prettiest girl, like if I was as pretty as Naomi Smalls, you think I'd be telling jokes? <laughs> <laughs> you think I'd be trying to crack jokes if I look like fucking Naomi Smalls? No wonder, no wonder she doesn't tell jokes. Well, lucky for um, you, you have a best friend who I, I do both. You know, I am so I am the luckiest little devil in the world. All right, thank you guys for joining us on this uh, interview episode of uh, Sibling Rivalry with our yeah. continued series, Bye Girl, Bye. Yes, girl. Um, anyway, love you, sis. Love you, girl. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you like, love you, you like it now. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I'm just not gonna fight you anymore. I'm just, I'm just conceded. I am Hillary Rodham Clinton. I finally conceded this election. <laughs> You're right. You are conceded. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look too good to be rocking this. I'm conceited. I got a reason. Sibling Rivalry is proudly presented by the Only Productions. We'd like to thank Mayhem Miller and Dusty Ray Bottoms for their contributions. We'd also like to thank Monet Exchange for putting up with Bob's bullshit. Anyway, and we'd also like to thank our executive producer, Mitch Brino. Thank you for joining us. Peace out. Bye. Bye.